Amen. Good morning. Teaching others also. Radio broadcast today. It is Friday. And I hope you've been having a good week so far. Week, of course, is not over. But it is Friday, January 21st. Hebrews chapter 4, please. Hebrews chapter 4. Now, to get to what I'd like to talk about today and uh, close the week of broadcast off, we'll need to read our passage and get into it. I'll say this. Yes, we're in the book of Hebrews. And yes, uh, I understand that there are dispensations in the Bible. I totally got them. And I understand there are some that have had some of their confidence in the book of Hebrews challenged by too much dispensationalism, and I feel for you. But I don't want to try to undo whatever's been done in your mind on this radio broadcast. I would rather reach out and help those who understand that this book is part of the New Testament, period, canon. And you are missing out on some of the most important doctrine of the New Testament, church age, if you don't get that out of the book of Hebrews. So we're just going to get into it and we're going to look at it. Now, remember this week, you'll have to go back and look at it. We did today, not yesterday, on Monday. And then we did Frozen in the Past on Tuesday and get Forgetting and Forward on Wednesday. And yesterday morning, we did Every Morning New. Today, our subject is Rest, Not Retreat. Rest, Not Retreat. Let us therefore, Hebrews 4 verse 1, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being less left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Let me say this. It's a healthy fear to know that God wants you to enter into his rest in this life. Not retreat from life, not rest from life, his rest. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them. Ready? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. When you believe the gospel, when it is mixed with faith, bang, something happens to you. For we which have believed do enter into rest as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So Christ's work is finished. We're going to heaven if you've trusted him. You're as secure as can be, that goes. And yet in this life, you need to rest in God while being about his business. For we which have believed do enter into rest as he said. So then verse 4 he says, For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. He wasn't tired he wasn't pooped out. He wasn't exhausted. He stopped. He rested from it. Seeing therefore, verse 5, And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Would you mark it with your highlighter, circle it with your pen, the word if. So the Christian life is if. Your salvation is not if. Your eternity is not if. But your salvation is if. Okay? Seeing therefore, it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. So unbelief is the thing 
that separates a person from God, from the gospel. Unbelief is what separates them from the hope that he gave. Verse 7, again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, he's quoting the book of Psalms, After so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Let me warn you this. One of the greatest dangers you have in life is thinking you know too much about life. One of the greatest dangers you have as a believer is thinking that you've got it figured out and that even though the Bible may say some things and even though you may even teach and preach and proclaim to others, you in your heart have got some hard spots where you're really not trusting him and believing it because it makes you vulnerable perhaps, because it makes you wonder if you're going to get you know smacked again like the Apostle Paul kept getting smacked. So he says in verse 8, For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Now when you look at this passage, when he says if Jesus, Jesus in this passage is also in the Old Testament the name Joshua. So Joshua, when he led them in, said God has given you rest, but you've got to go get the rest. You get me? The book of Joshua is an amazing book on this. We don't have time to expound on that. Verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. You're the people of God. Man, if you ultra divide this book, you are missing it. There is no other book in the New Testament that explains the priesthood of Jesus Christ in this age like the book of Hebrews. There is no book in the New Testament that explains how to deal with people who have come out of religion including if they came out of the Old Testament religion, including if they came out of the type of religion that was in Jesus' day, the scribes, Pharisees, the hypocrites. There's no book in your Testament like this book. And so many of the things that some of you hyper-dispensationalists, even though you don't call yourselves that, so many of the things that, that you believe are out of this book. So you better not do what the Bible translators and correctors do and take a pair of scissors and a pen knife to this book, you need to get your hands off it. Okay, praise the Lord. Verse 10. For he that has entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And then he goes into the thing about the word of God. And then verse 14 to 16 about our high priest our great high priest. Rest, not retreat. The rest that you need and I need every day, new every morning, every morning new yesterday, okay? That rest is not retreat. When you retreat from something, you abandon it or you back away or off from it or you backtrack or depart or you escape or evacuate or fall back. It's rest, but it's not retreat. I'm going to give you an example. Weekends are not for retreat, but they are for rest. Now, that doesn't mean you don't do some physical activities and stuff, but you need to be careful. If you're like me, I didn't grow up understanding one verse of the Bible. I never heard about the Sabbath day or Sunday or the Lord's day or any of those kind of things. And you need to be real careful talking people out of giving some uh, reverence, you might say, to giving God a day of the week. Better be careful. You might, you might know so much Bible, you don't know as much as you think you know. 
Weekends are not for retreat. Rest, refreshment, renewal, recreate, which is where we get the word recreate and recreation from, recreation. You labor to rest. You have to learn to rest in God without retreating. As the old missionary said, when he left for the mission field, he wrote, no reserve. <clears throat> in other words, he's all in. A few years later, they found in his Bible he'd written, no retreat. And towards the end of his life, he'd written, no regrets. No reserve. No retreat. No regret. Some of the old-time missionaries had an emblem they had drawn up. And it showed a picture of an altar and an ox. And it said, ready for either. Ready to work like an ox. Ready to be put on the altar like an ox. Now, here's the thought. You're starting your new year. You're getting your focus. Every morning new includes... Rest, not retreat. I know believers that they, don't, they, they go to church and they are faithful and all that, but in their personal life, they take these little retreats from God. They take these little retreats from their personal time with God of a day, starting off a day and ending a day. Here's the problem. It's hurting you. It's not a religious thing, okay? It's not something you do like a like say someone who's a Roman Catholic does as a sacrament. That's not that's not what it's about. It's about the fact that if you take this if you retreat from what it is to be a child of God and an active child of God and an, and a every morning new child of God, you are lacking the rest that God wants you to have. Now, sometimes rest is literally just chilling out. I get that. But the rest he's talking about in Hebrews 4 and the rest we need in our daily life and our weekly life is the rest where we're, we're resting in God. And so we can rest and do nothing in God and we can be active for God. And we can also, you ready? Defeat and resist a temptation to retreat the way the world does. The world believes the weekend's for them. The world believes that it's their time. And they got to have that time. Because without that time, well now, do you need rest in God? Yes. Do you need a day of rest? Yes, God said so. But there's a rest that's greater than that. That's that rest in Christ. Verse 9, there remaineth therefore rest to the people of God. Verse 11, let us labor to enter into that rest. Here's how you labor to enter into rest in general. Is you make sure you get in that book. And you make sure that you have some kind of challenging devotional life. And you make sure that you follow your prayer life. You have a life of prayer. And you make sure that you check your attitude at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, at the end of a day, and make things right with God and others as it's need be. Because when you rest in God, you're trusting Him with the things of this world, with the cares of this world, but you're trusting Him in such a way that you are actively 
following him. And that's why it's so important. That's why it's so important for us to make sure that we do rest in him, that we do rest weekly, but we don't retreat. We don't pull back. We don't abandon the things or even just neglect them. We don't escape from the things of God. We don't escape from the scrutiny of the Holy Ghost. We don't escape from the things that we know are important. We want the Holy Spirit to deal with us. Now let's talk about laboring to enter into rest. Let's any men fall at the same act of unbelief. Here's something that will lead to unbelief. Are you ready? Listen, please. When you do not actively apply the Word of God, the voice of God, the teachings of the Lord on your daily life, you're going to end up with some unbelief there. There's going to be some part of your life in which you're like, I know it says it, but. And actually, I would challenge you over the weekend. Some point, say, Lord, if there's something in my mind that I know it says it in that book, and, and I know it, it's right, but I'm allowing myself to neglect it. I'm allowing myself to back down or away from it. I'm allowing myself to retreat from that truth. Would you pray and ask the Lord to show it to you? And it's not going to be the same thing every single day, but He'll show you. If you'll pray and you'll mean it, He'll show you. And let me throw this in. We're almost done. Your rest in the Lord should be the exact opposite of retreat. It should be where you rest in Him uh, getting a little more Bible in and letting it soak in. I, I hate to tell you this, but reading your Bible, it, it, reading it all the way is wonderful, all the way through. Uh, some are doing it like read it through in a month or whatever. That's great. But I'm going to tell you this. You are not absorbing spiritually. Do that. That's fine. But that's not resting in God and absorbing His Word. You can't. Your goal is to get through it. Your goal is not for it to get through you. The old preacher used to say, it's not how many times you go through your Bible. It's how many times it goes through you. Rest, not retreat. I pray you'll read the passage, ponder the passage. Let it work on you today. Let it work on you this weekend. And we'll see you again Monday. God bless you.